Mailbag Day. We're going to answer a couple of questions uh, from the YouTube comments, maybe from Twitter, possibly from the email. I've yet to check it. It's on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Wednesday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for being with us uh, as your first listen every day. We very much appreciate it. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today we are talking mailbag. If you saw our tweet, trying to answer as many questions as we can. We only got two or three, uh, which is fine. People, you know. They're in their holiday their holiday haze. I understand that. But if you want to get in on the questions, I'll either follow us on Twitter, tweet at us at LO underscore Syracuse, or email us at LOSyracuse44 at gmail.com, or you can just leave them in the YouTube comments because we're happy to answer questions there as well. Um, a little bit more housekeeping. Nice. I like that from you, Owen. Always with the, uh, the cards, the visuals. People like that. Um, have you decided, Owen, how you want to give away this ticket, these tickets? I have not yet officially, but it is happening. I'm eyeing tickets. I'm trying to figure out what would work best. Uh, I'm looking for right now. I'm thinking the Virginia game at the end of January. Uh, good game. Very good opponent. Uh, it is on a weeknight, so maybe I'll, I'll change to get a weekend game. Better fitting for a family. but. Uh, that Virginia game should be a fun one. So I was hoping to do that. Uh, but who knows? It is, it's up for debate in terms of what game. It is also up for debate at the moment in terms of how I'm going to go about giving this away, how we're going to go about giving this away. Uh, it'll either be like a random drawing, probably held over on Twitter. Or, as I said before, if you know someone that maybe wouldn't get to a game otherwise, uh, let us know. We would love to to put somebody into the dome this season who maybe might not be able to uh, to get over there. So whatever you can do, if you know someone that might be in that boat, let us know. If not, no worries. We'll do a drawing. Uh, get somebody some tickets in there for what should be one of the biggest you know conference games at home this season in terms of how the opponent is performing so far, uh, which I, I hope would be a, a good game and something people will want to get to. Totally. All right, well, let us know if you know somebody or if you are that person. Uh, we'd love to get those tickets to somebody. Uh, but let's start on our mailbag today. First question comes from Cole, at Cole Fluker on Twitter. He is a uh, person who comments very often, so Cole, we appreciate you. He says, do you think our defensive and offensive lines will be better now that we added more size and depth? Um. I think let's start on the defensive end. You are adding Braylon Ingram. You are losing Steve Linton. I think that the defensive line could be better, the defensive line, but I don't know how much losing Tony White's going to hurt. Or maybe Rocky Long just, you know, picks it up out of nowhere and is just the man because he is the godfather at the end of the day. 
Um, but another year of Okachuku, hopefully. Uh, he hasn't said anything about a transfer at all or anything like that. Um, but I, I think the defensive line could be better. I mean, this is a guy in Braylon Ingram that medically retired not long ago and is coming back to play for Syracuse now. He hasn't played much at Bama, only a couple of games here and there. Under, what, 30 snaps, you said, Owen? I think it was Pre-pop. 26 defensive um, snaps, yeah. So, I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played a ton. Yes, he was a huge prospect, but a lot of injuries held him he back. He played since 2021. Um, so yeah, so two games you in know, 21 and did not play at all this season because of medical retirement. Yeah, so I don't know kind of a coin flip. what the defensive line is going to look like. It could be better, though, because guys there are developing. Um, and, you know, even if Braylon Ingram isn't uh, the greatest player in the world, he's still been coached by Alabama and he's got that in his back pocket. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the coaching and the experience, even if it's not necessarily in game on field experience. Uh, I got to imagine what you can take away from four years of witnessing practice at Alabama can can mean for your your IQ in terms of football IQ and just your knowledge of the game and being able to execute, uh, I, I think, is a really big sign. But as you were saying, right, he's he hasn't played in a long time and he hasn't played meaningful snaps, really, or significant snaps since high school four or five years ago. Right. So it's it's a bit of a coin flip. And sometimes, right, it lands on heads. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. You, you got to see, uh, is this going to work? Is this not? I will say, regardless of sort of his performance when he gets here, I think this is a D line that can stay stagnant at the worst, I think. I don't think the loss of Linton is catastrophic. I, I think you've got similar pieces in what you've got coming back. Um, obviously, you want it to get better, right? It was not incredible this season by any stretch of the imagination. You want it to improve. Take those next steps. I don't know if I, I think it's getting there. I don't think this D-line is getting worse, though, I will say. And Ingram brings potential. And potential is important for, for making any sort of jump. So if, if he can come out, maybe with a year off, getting a little bit healthier, it was a knee thing uh, that led him to that decision. Uh, a little bit healthier, maybe a little bit better off right now in terms of the body is doing all right. Maybe he makes you know some sort of impact, some sort of jump. But he, he really is a pure and utter crapshoot at this point. And I don't know what he is going to be able to do impact wise. I'll tell you what though, right? When you look at this squad and and who's coming back there, there are fun names returning on the D line and guys that, you know, we've grown to really enjoy watching. Uh, Kevon Darton took everybody, the sawed off nose tackle or sawed off defensive lineman, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Not a nose tackle. Uh, the sawed off everything was that favorite buzzword that he just kept drawing from commentators. I think if you can get him into a fun role where he's not the starter and can come in and take certain snaps and sort of be that spark, uh, be that guy, uh, that would be really cool. But Jatia's gear, I think, really played well in my mind, and I wasn't necessarily expecting it this season from him. Uh, so him coming back in as well, I, I think there's some fun options and some guys that 
you can enjoy. And obviously we haven't heard anything from Okachukwu yet. So hopefully that, that means some good things and you're going to have a little bit of experience. And that is what I think can probably lead to your biggest jump on the D line is going to be just that additional year under the belt of experience, getting better, another off season learning the shift in coordinators might play an impact, but right. This for, for Okachukwu, this is D coordinator number three in his time here, right? Um, I'm thinking. Yes. So no, no. How long was White here? Three years, right? He was here in 2020. Oh no, probably yes. Right, third coordinator. Yes. Um, third coordinator. You know that's tough. It's different, but a lot of coaching, a lot of info. We'll see. I'm not exactly sure where things lie. Uh, in terms of the huge improvement, but I do think I will safely say they're not taking any major steps back. Yeah, um, I think that is the only thing we can say, but at the same time, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk offensive line. This one brought to you by betonline.net it's the number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the world cup it's all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts they've got those too they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts okie dokie uh offensive line where this is where so in, in the comment uh cole says do you think the lines will be better now that they have more size and depth i don't know necessarily if the offensive line has more depth i mean you're losing bergeron you're losing dakota davis you're losing carlos vetterello uh, and you're replacing those guys with a lot younger guys in kalan ellis is gonna play i mean i guess he started all year but jacob bradford's gonna play uh chris bleich is coming back right um, Joe Moore is transferring in from Richmond. You're going to see Enrique Cruz more. Uh, Josh Iloa is going to play. Uh, so I don't know. It, I, I really think that there's the potential for this group to even take a step backward, though. I mean, the pinstripe bowl is going to be a little bit telling. Um, and I think that we already have seen those guys play a decent amount, especially in that BC game where a lot of guys didn't travel um because of injuries i think i have some i have decent faith in this offensive line uh but i don't know necessarily that they're going to be better yeah i don't know if i can say they're going to be better i don't really know what the answer is for this one and it's something that we're, we're going to need some time to fully understand they're bringing back guys but they're they're losing the the best piece to this line clearly in bergeron uh but they i don't know Right? Can Enrique Cruz make a big jump? Can other guys, you know, fill in and, and be, for. you know, the jump that you need them to make and, and elevating from seeing sparse snaps here and there to being, you know, the full time guy? I don't know. I, I think Joe Cruz bring or Joe Moore, sorry, thinking there's two Cruises on this line. So that's where the, the brain goes for last names. Uh, but Joe Moore, I think, is, is going to be an important addition obviously and you know you don't want to start true freshman but Vincent Carroll Jackson wouldn't have been a terrible name to have you know in this o-line conversation as well um but 
it is what it is. And, and are you going to make steps forward with a little bit of extra experience? I hope. But I don't know, because this is an O-line that wasn't incredible this year, was not really great this year, was good at times, but definitely some struggles. And the the strong point are walking out. I will say, Veterella's gone. Penalty should be down, hopefully. Um, but who knows? <laughs> he was trying to set the record, I'm telling you. Um, okay. Uh yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, this is going to be a year for – this is a, this is a hugely telling year for Dino. Like, this is another era-shifting year where a lot of guys are out the door. And next year will be as well when you change starting quarterbacks. I mean, the year after next. Uh, so these are going to be a couple of super telling years for Dino uh, and ones that are going to be incredibly crucial to his future with the team because if they don't perform in these couple of years, it's hard to point anywhere else. Uh, but hey, uh, let's get off the uh, the football topic. Let's go to our other uh, question, I'm fired which up for this. is I'm fired up. <laughs> it's a very good one. Uh, Owen was ex- very very excited about this, and rightfully so. Uh, it comes from Dylan at Man United. Dylan, he says, "What's your all time favorite Syracuse starting five from your lifetime?" Of course, he's talking basketball, not best starting lineup. Favorite. His is Michael Carter-Williams at the one, Devo at the two, Carmelo at the three, Hakeem at the four, and Jesse manning the middle uh, under the basket. Uh, th- this is your favorite uh, Syracuse starting five. Not the best. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going for the team that would score the most points um, or play the best. It is your favorite, your five favorite guys. And we are amending it a little bit. We're going to add a sixth man just because that's just what we like. Yes. Um, Let's also but throw this it should out be there. Fun. Oh, and... It's in your lifetime as well. Yes. So that in your lifetime. So don't me... come at us in the comments being like, you didn't see John Wallace playing. Like we get it. All right. We were born after you. We understand. Yep. What do you want? 98 um, for me. 2000 for me. Whatever. 2000 on. Yeah. Um. So that's what we've got going. Um. And, you know, obviously that even means a little bit further because of what we can remember. So really, for me, it's like 2009 on. Uh, I don't know what for you. I would say anywhere from the year 2000 on is fair game for both of us. Uh, but You remember from 2000? Not from 2000, but just to put a year, the turn of the century and forward, I guess, is is where you're sort of settled. Okay. Well, Owen. How would you like to do this? Do you think we should go like position group by position group? Yeah. Start, and like both give ours? Start with the one, go to the two, list off the three, the four, five, and then six okay. I, I think I'm going to give you the guys I have at the top of the zone. Just my top two guys. Um, And then you give me yours. Okay. And then we can do wings, and then we can do center. And then we can do six man. So my two guys at the top of the zone are Brandon Trish, Syracuse's all-time winningest player. uh, And... Michael Carter-Williams. I I mean, I loved watching those guys play. Brandon Trish, for me, was always... He was just such a great leader on the team. Um, and he started from, like, day one, which is also why I loved him, because it, he was one of those guys in college basketball where I think around uh, the landscape, people were going, he's still there? Like, that guy's still there? He was a part of so many winning teams, uh, he was so freaking good. I loved watching Brandon Trish play. 
Uh, and then Michael Carter Williams, of course, went to the NBA, uh, won the Rookie of the Year award. I mean, he was so great at the top of the zone. And in his sophomore season, I mean, he was absolutely electric. Uh, so MC Dub and Brandon Trish are at the top of my zone. I got a, a little bit shorter of a, of a starting two there. Uh, but I got Jerry McNamara running the point. That is the stretch of my of my memory. That is what I see when I think to early fandom, growing up a Syracuse fan, watching Syracuse football or basketball. Geez, we're, I'm still in a football brain. Watching Syracuse basketball <laughs> early on and, and going to games. And I remember we had or we shared season tickets growing up. So, so seeing those games and just seeing him sort of encapsulate everything you wanted from, you know, a Syracuse basketball player, not an NBA guy a guy that's sticking it through, doing his thing, sort of a lost art uh, when it comes to to players at this point in time. I love when that happens. Uh, and he sort of is the one that jumps out for Syracuse for me. At the two, I'm going early in my fandom again for this one with a guy in Andy Routens, who nice. is just fun. I, I love a shooter uh, in this in this lineup in terms of favorites. I don't think I could convince myself to say Trevor Cooney as much as I liked him more than there was a moment where I think have. everybody would have said Trevor Cooney, but it just, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's not all right. I, I, it's not all right. It is okay. Um, Devendorf needs an honorable mention at the two spot, I think. Um, but I I'm going with G Mac and Routens on this one uh, as the top of my zone as well, in terms of favorites. And they both sort of mentally to me, symbolize early fandom and, and growing up and just pure excellence as well uh, to throw in there to boot. Yeah. Um, those are good ones. Uh, I like that. We're also totally different. Yes. Uh, it's favorite. Brandon. It's not best. I don't know if that's going to continue, but um, we'll for me, this, this list had two guys immediately that I put on uh, the team who were the two, my two favorite Syracuse basketball players of all time. And I'm not sure that it will ever change. And one of them is a wing. The other one's a center. So I'll go to my wings now. Uh, the man I'm talking about, CJ Fair. I mean, I love CJ Fair. Like that guy, he was just, he was my guy. I freaking loved him. I mean, whether it was him on a poster dunk or just him making every, the, the dome explode. Uh, I love that he was a lefty. I mean, he was just everything you wanted uh, in a Syracuse basketball player. I wish he he actually, you know, made it to the league or anything like that, but uh, just, you know, wasn't to happen. Uh, but, you know, he was my guy growing up from 2010 to 2014, watching Syracuse basketball, uh, going to the Final Four. I mean, he was just a dog. I loved watching him. He's probably my, if not my favorite, my second favorite player of all time. I like that. I, he's on mine as well, uh, so I'll throw him in now continue the chatter something about the headband uh, yeah headband said, helps totally being lefty uh whether it's a dunk whether it's just making a big play just sort of i guess did it for me like never and i'm i'm saying this very generously or not generously but never did anything like incredibly crazy just sort of did everything uh, i mean when he posterized his, auto Porter, correct. that was crazy I, I don't mean it like there were never big plays, but he just sort of was so consistently fun and good. Uh, and I, I think 
whether or not that was a charge or not will always be a, a play that comes that. to mind. And you, I don't think you can get through a CJ fair uh, chat without mentioning that, or at least thinking it uh, he deserves to be in terms of, I think favorites of many, especially younger fans. Um, if you watch CJ fair play, like he just played a game that was fun to watch. And I think is, is probably on many favorite fives in terms of this age range that we yeah, are he was, I mean, in. he was just a man, dude. He was the man. Yeah. You, you can't not love that guy. Um, I'm there. My other wing is, uh, the pizza man himself, Marek, Marek Dolezal. I mean, wow. that guy, that's a people's I, choice I mean, for, for, I, he, for our age range. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to leave him off. Like he, he was just the absolute people's champ. I mean, from day one too. his whole story about like getting a letter in the mail, like a regular college recruitment letter from Syracuse or an email or whatever it was, uh, and being like, all right, I want to go play basketball at Syracuse and them signing him without seeing him play. Like <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and he turned out to be like everything they needed at times. I mean, he was really, I mean, even from his freshman season, I mean, he started 17 games his freshman year and was a huge part of the team junior year, putting up 10 points a game. I mean, playing center, the guy was so skinny. They called him 200 pounds. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he, he was 6'10", like 185, and he played center, taking charges from Zion Williamson. I mean, he was the man. I was at the Georgetown game where he lost the tooth. He runs off the floor. Nobody knows what's going on. And Beheim's like, what are you, tooth? Get, get back out there. <laughs> Explain without a tooth. That was unreal. Oh, it was so crazy, man. I loved Marek. He was just, I got to see him play in the TBT uh, this summer. Um, he, he was just a man. I love that guy. Yes, that's a people's choice. I like him on the list. He's not on mine. Um, my, my other sort of forward here is a, a transfer in West Johnson. Okay. Um, Absolutely electric player, really fun to watch. Just sort of was one of the first names that came to mind reading this uh, question, reading this prompt. So I'm putting him in there. Uh, I will mention this about if you're ever bored, you can watch Wes Johnson's NBA career end when James Harden sends him to the floor. Um, That is one of the funniest videos I will ever watch in terms of basketball. Uh, is absolutely career ending, but we'll talk about his time at Syracuse. Just like a fun player, had a big moment, had some pops, had some, just like stood out to me in terms of when I when I'm watching games and he's playing. Like that was where my focus was, and it stayed there for for a while. And I I think that's sort of why I have him in this list, and I'll always and it was it wasn't a ton of time like it was it was short-lived uh but that team was so good and i i think that's why i i go to him because he was you know the man and and an unreal sort of player on a team that was at a level that i think any team wished they could be at uh when you look at that that 29 or 2009-2010 team uh that puts up 30 wins and and has a really good run and just was a very, very good team. And him being 
sort of the face-ish, not completely. Uh, that team was way too outstanding to call him the face. Uh, but to just be such a big contributor and a big-time player uh, on a team that was that good uh, sort of keeps him in in my mind as an all-time favorite for me personally. Sure. Uh, absolutely. I loved Wes as well. And like you said, that team, absolutely fantastic. AO doesn't get hurt. They probably win the whole thing. Um, yeah. Wes was the man. Wes was the absolute man. Um, that whole starting five was broken. the man. Genuinely. They were good, dude. That whole they were really, starting really five good. was the man. Literally um, top to bottom. So good. Trish Routens, I'm going to look uh, at it right Wes. Now. And then imagine you had one of Rick Jackson or Renze Onowaku. Um, yeah, in the years that was since. a really good team. Yeah. That was a really, really good team. Yeah, great team. Uh, one of the best I think Syracuse has ever had, honestly. Yeah. 30 and five. They were so good. Um, okay. My final man on this team, I guess not final, cause we're going to do a six man. Um, but my final starter is if not CJ fair, this guy's my favorite player of all time. It's fab mellow. Rest in peace. The goat. I loved fab mellow. Really? Like he was one of the players in sports that I, I don't know if idolize is the right word, but immediately was like, that's like, I love that guy. Like I was encapsulating when I was a kid, I would play playing like NBA 2k 12 and I would put fab mellow in the game and make him like all 99 stats and just absolutely dominate with him on whatever bad. Like it was like the Cavs were bad at the time. So I'd pop him on the Cavs and like, he would just dominate because he was like one of the, he was an old school Syracuse center. And the fact that he protected the rim incredibly and he would catch lobs from half court and slam them down. Like he was everything Syracuse needs in a center. His numbers are not eye popping. You know, when you go back and look at him his in his last season, he has scored eight points a game, six rebounds a game, but he did block three shots a game. Um, but he, his play was just everything they ever needed. Uh, and I, I absolutely loved fab. He was also huge, like seven foot two fifty. None of this stuff with, you know, these stringy centers. He was massive and he was imposing and he would go against anybody's big and absolutely shut them down. How about his game against Seton Hall uh, back in 2011? Had a double-double, 12 points, 10 blocks. He was such a dog, man. I freaking loved Fab Mello. That was my guy. I This was my, my hardest choice because I, RIP, am not as big a Fab Mello fan as you are. Um, I, I go back to, to try and find the big names. Uh, Craig Forth is too early for me to answer as nine. Uh, even though I did call GMAC, but fourth didn't necessarily stand out mentally as much as GMAC did. Um, Fab Mello is a good choice. I don't think I can land on Rakeem Christmas. Uh, I will say by Kita is very close to my choice here, uh, but I think you're going to find a trend here. I will take a Rinze on Owaku. And if you just said that I could list my favorites it, it's pretty damn near the 2009 2010 team as a whole that just could genuinely be my answer That's fair. um but really i i think i'm going with ao because it's it's a name that i always throw out there when we we talk about you know centers for syracuse and it's been such a, a frequent topic of discussion in the last i don't know five or six years maybe since 
since Christmas left uh, or since Christmas finished up. And I, I think we go back and we usually say the best center since Rakeem Christmas. But, you know, I, I think AO is the gold standard in terms of collegiate centers, at least in that old embodiment of, of what the center is and not this, you know, slightly different, more shooting focused big man that you're, you're starting to see, especially in the NBA and, and in college as well. But AO is just what I, I picture as a center when I think like, why can't we get back to the days of, of solid centers and high performing centers, your mind goes to Onowaku. And, and that's not to say that Jesse is not, you know, playing great basketball in his own and doing stuff like that. But even now with Jesse, like you're, you're looking back and I, I think it's just a pure glory days moment when I, when I think of AO and I, I think of the effectiveness in terms of my lifetime that a center has had for Syracuse basketball. That's definitely fair. I think we both named old school guys that are just huge and nobody wants to play against and yeah. they'll block your shot and slam it on the other end. Um, Quick six man? For sure. Quick six man for me. I, mine's a little bit of a spoof, but I love this guy. Give me Frank Howard. I know it, it didn't end the up trenches. great for him at the end. You know, people weren't happy with him because of the suspension. But listen, that man was in the trenches fighting. I freaking trenches. love that guy. He was an absolute dog. His junior year, he was so good. Senior year, whatever, forget it. That junior year, he was so freaking good. I love that guy. Give me Frank. Give me Johnny Flynn. Uh, I couldn't put him as my starting point guard, but I can put him as an honorable mention. Uh, fun to watch. Absolutely electric. Really exciting. Honorable mention, James Sutherland. If we were going true sixth man in that sure, they actually came sure. off the bench, or uh, he would have been my choice as well. Both just fun players, really enjoyable to watch. Uh, once again, just give me the twenty, the 2010 team. Uh, and call it a day, please. Let us know your uh, favorite five in the comments below. We'll definitely yeah, like please. to read those. Uh, but thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. Go make Lockdown Sports today your second listen Peter Bukowski goes around the sports world in 20 minutes. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. We'll see you later.